Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My freaking goddess. I hope y'all have been so well. I know. Where did she go? I was like, oh, I'm going to put out episodes bi-weekly. Don't need to worry about me. He he he. Uh, and then I dropped off the face of the earth since I think our last episode was like three weeks ago. Something like that. Uh, I'm just going to play a mini catch up. I don't want to spend too much time because y'all already know from the title of this episode what we're actually going to be talking about. But y'all know that I never hesitate in the front of these episodes to play a little catch up, tell y'all what's going on in my life. As I feel like if you haven't heard me say it before, the podcast is like where everything I do in my business, in my life, every, like, it's the place where all the context is. So like, if you follow me on Patreon or on YouTube or on Instagram, uh, the podcast is where you get like all the BTS, like people who listen to the podcast. I feel like you actually know me probably more intimately than any other sphere that I'm in. Uh, and I think that's just because I feel like podcast medium is really natural for me. I'm very like, it's easy for me. I feel like I'm good at it. And I, I, I'm not just trying to toot my own horn, but I have the gift of gab. I can talk to anybody. So, um, yeah, this is where I just feel like it's the vibe. It's where we are. But, uh, let me, not that I need to be like apologetic or explain anything cause I'm grown and I have a life outside of the internet, but first and foremost, one of my best friends in the entire world came and visited me for a week. And then I literally got on her return or her returning flight home. So she lives in Hawaii. I got on her returning flight and like sat with her. And then spent a week in Hawaii. So we spent two weeks together in total, back to back. And then I came home. Two days into my Hawaii excursion, I got sick. It was not the Rona, thank goodness. Uh, Test came back negative on that. But I just have had like a chest cough and a heavy cold. And you might be able to tell in my voice, I don't sound like as polished as normal. And I think that's ultimately because I'm still dealing with a little bit of a cough. Um... I definitely feel better than I sound. So like I won't cough 
during this episode, I'll, I'll like edit out coughs because they sound so atrocious because uh, it's like a heavy chest cough that I'm experiencing. Um, but I can tell that I'm getting better. I felt like I had so much energy today for the first time in like, gosh, because then I came back from Hawaii and I've just been like sleeping. Literally, I got home on the 31st and it's now the fourth. I'm actually recording this episode the night before it goes out, uh, which is rare for me. I feel like I'm usually really ahead with the podcast, but I just really missed y'all. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to record a podcast. And then uh, tomorrow I'm going to be working on Patreon content. So if you're a part of my Patreon, when you hear this episode today, you will be getting more content on Patreon uh, when this goes out like that day on the 5th. I'll be putting out all of the like monthly Patreon content that today, um, or it's, it's the day before right now when I'm recording, but you get what I'm saying. Anyways, um, I got home on the 31st. And so one, two, three, four, I think I rested for just like the first, second and third. And then today, the fourth, which for y'all, it's the fifth, the fourth, I have just been like, I woke up and immediately went into my office for the first time in I swear to you, it's been like two and a half weeks. Went into my office, cleaned up my office. There was crap everywhere. Uh, Cleaned up my office, kind of spruced up the energy in here. I'm a big, like, y'all already know if you've been a long-term podcast listener, I'm big on like routines and like reset routines at the first of the month. And I just kind of didn't get any of that because I've been so sick. So Um, Got into my office, got like my whiteboard calendar set up again because it still said January. And uh, then I like meal planned, cleaned out my fridge, did dishes, like basically just all of the like reset type shit that I hadn't been able to do for the last couple of weeks. And I'm currently now sitting. I have, (laughs) if you are on my Patreon, you've seen my office because there's a video I put out called like secrets it's like basically like behind the scenes of of being an online tarot card reader and I showed my whole desk setup and like talk about the stuff I use to do what I do and so I have a double monitor that I sit in front of for the podcast and on one monitor I have a fake fireplace going and then obviously I have the podcast recording stuff on the other monitor but um so I have the fake fireplace going I have I've poured myself a poppy if y'all are not familiar with poppy Um, it's like, um, I want to say that it's like a probiotic or a prebiotic soda. I don't really drink soda, to be honest with y'all. I haven't been a soda drinker for most of my life. Um, I want to say at one point in time, I flew too close to the sun in diet culture and drilled it into my head that I love water. And I feel like from that point, I actually like my Delulu became the Salulu and I actually do love water and I just don't really drink a lot of soda, even though I don't fall to like diet tactics anymore. And I definitely have had to like deprogram myself a lot. I feel like now I do enjoy like the occasional, I like Olipop as well. I'm sure y'all have heard me talk about them before too. I love Olipop. I love, uh, I'm new to the poppy scene. Poppy, I started drinking because my Costco sells it and anything I can get in bulk that I will actually drink, I'm like, yes, please. So I'm drinking an orange poppy right now in a wine glass, of course. Um, Also, I'm really proud to say y'all, I am still going strong on sober 2024. 
Uh, Y'all know from a previous episode, I decided to cut alcohol out of my diet this year. And it is now, it's been technically tomorrow, it will be two months. I stopped drinking alcohol on December 5th and it's about to be February 5th. And honestly, even when I was like at my friend's house, like her husband drinks and it didn't even phase me. I was like, eh, like I could have had beer, but bleh, no thanks. So I feel like I'm finally in a place, not that it was ever like a super temptation for me, but I feel like I'm finally in a place where... Like, I felt like I was drinking too much prior. Not, well, I don't even want to say that because we don't need to make that this about that right now because we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I just feel like I'm in a really good place with that and it feels good to like do sobriety, you know? So, um, but of course I put all my drinks in a wine glass except for, I feel like water I'll do. I usually have like a Starbucks tumbler because I I don't want to say I collect those, but I think I kind of do. I didn't mean to start collecting Starbucks tumblers. It just kind of happened. And now every time I see a cute one, I feel like I have to buy it. Um, I definitely have too many, though. Like they're starting to overthrow my entire cup cupboard. And maybe I need to slow down. Um, But in any case, um, of course, I've got my water. I've got my poppy here. And I'm just chilling, you know, it's 8.30 p.m. I feel like I'm getting to y'all pretty early in my evening. There have definitely been a lot of evenings where I've recorded the podcast at like midnight. And tonight I feel like I'm getting in kind of early. It feels so good to be here. I just need to say it again. It feels so good to be here. I can't even express to y'all like the fact that I came home from Hawaii. I hadn't really worked the week prior, then I had a week in Hawaii where I wasn't working. Like y'all saw, I might, I posted like some videos, I think that I had pre-recorded, but I really have not been in office for like two and a half weeks. And I really do love what I do. I love podcasting. I love tarot card reading. I was actually thinking, I don't know if I'm crazy. I might be crazy. I don't know. I was actually thinking about going back to streaming Again, once a fucking again, I feel like this is like my love-hate relationship coming through, but I was considering going back to streaming tarot card readings on Twitch again. Uh, Just like, I don't know, just for shits, just for giggles, just for trying it out again. And mostly I just like miss, I miss the community aspect of it. I miss being able to sit down and actually have like feedback from you live. You know, it just, it does something good for my soul. It like really fills me up on the inside to feel like I, like it's like, don't get me wrong. I can read comments. I can read emails and that's wonderful, but actually having like a full-blown conversation back and forth, it just does something good for me. So I don't know, something I'm thinking about. Anyways, that's all I want to say as far as catch up right now. Um, We can talk about Hawaii and all of that another time. Um, It was magical. I needed the vacation desperately. It sucked that I got sick two days in, but uh, it was still like just really good. Um, Now, (laughs) the thing I want to talk about in this episode more than anything is I want to get us started talking about hormone health. And I want to talk about hormone health because I know that this is a big focus for me this year. And y'all already know when I'm into something, the podcast is going to hear about it first. So first and foremost, 
I originally had an appointment with an integrative medicine doctor, which I want to say they're like the same thing as a functional medicine doctor, um, kind of on the same thread as like a naturopath. I don't know what the difference is between each of them, but I know they're all kind of on a similar vein. They might even be the same thing and I just don't know. But I had an appointment scheduled for February 2nd. And I moved it because I was sick as a dog when I came home. So I was like, I don't want to go to this appointment sick. And I would rather like be in my normal, like optimal health, you know, and because I don't want to go in there and talk about this cold that I have. I want to go in there and talk about my hormone health and what the hell's going on. So I moved the appointment initially to like the end of the month. I was going to go in at like February 23rd or something. Now I'm going in early March because... To make a long story short, my husband's healthcare benefits for me kick in in March. And so it just makes sense that if I'm already going to wait that long to just wait like an extra week and a half and have benefits going in instead of paying out of pocket. Initially, I was going to pay out of pocket for my first appointment, but decided against that because I was already cutting it so close. So thankfully, I'll have insurance for this. Am I disappointed that I have had to wait an extra month than I wanted to? Yes. But this is something that I don't want to take the cheats route. I don't want to take shortcuts. I'm not here to like, I think the difference between modern medicine and holistic medicine isn't that one is more valid than the other. We need them both. Like if I break my arm, I don't want to go to a holistic practitioner. I want to go and speak to a Western medical doctor that might need to perform surgery. That's going to need to put a cast on me, you know, things like that. We need both of them. I will never be the person that's like, no, the holistic way is the only way. This is why I always say that like, or I don't even know if I have said this. I don't even know if I like to identify as crunchy because people tell me all the time, you're like, oh, you're our crunchy aunt. We love that. But I feel like, is there like a step between being like crunchy and soft? I don't know. Like what is the, what is the intermediate? Because I feel like on one hand, I see I see how like I am very into wellness and holistic medicine and like, bitch, I have a certificate in um, holistic nutrition. Like I could go and practice holistic nutrition at a facility if I wanted to, because it's like what I do. It, it was not only was the school I went to accredited, but um, it's like it works where I live. <laughs> like I could go and practice tomorrow if I wanted to. I have the certificate to prove that. But I also believe in modern medicine too. I don't think it's one over the other. I think that they're meant to be worked in tandem. And I always want to state that because I think there's a lot to be said. (laughs) Your anti-capitalist bestie, Chloe Taylor here, there's a lot to be said when it comes to like the crunchy pipeline that I feel like leads to some really backwards thinking. And I never want to be put in that camp. I never want to be put in that camp. I feel like I have my head screwed on a different way. And it's really important to me that on my podcast, you always like, I want you to be able to build rapport with me and trust me. Like that's like, obviously I'm human. I think mistakes are always possible, but I never want to be the person that like leads you down some kind of path that just gets you more confused than when you started. And I just, Anyways, it's important for me to state that. So I wanted to, but 
In any case, why did I even get on this topic? I'm <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. Sickness really does not do me well. Uh, but I move this appointment. And my main focus for this appointment when I do finally get to go is I'm going to be so let me let me state some facts. Let me lay some facts on you with my own personal health. And maybe some of y'all out there have dealt with something similar. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to diagnose you. I'm not going to be able to give you personal care. Never is my podcast supposed to be used like that. But I'm a big believer that health and wellness shouldn't be gatekept. Like, it's crazy to me that we live in a world where, especially in America, where we don't have healthcare just given to us. We have to basically provide that for ourselves or through employment of some kind. And that's already cuckoo bananas, right? That's already crazy. But on top of that, when you get into the realm of holistic medicine, integrative medicine, naturopath, things like that, a lot of this stuff is so gatekept and I feel like it just shouldn't be. It bothers me. So with this journey that I'm going on this year, I wanted to open this conversation because I want you to understand where I'm coming from. Anything I share, it's meant to be an aid. It's meant to be helpful. It might be stuff that helps you. It might be stuff that has nothing to do with what's going on with your body. And you're just here to learn and absorb. Okay. Either way. But my goal with these episodes that I know we're going to have multiple of them this year, because I don't want to gatekeep anything. I really don't. Um, that's my biggest thing is I don't want to gatekeep the things that I learn. I want to teach the things that I learn. And mostly I just want to give the information. If I can be a free source that allows you to learn and understand more about yourself, your body, or even just the right questions to take to your own practitioner, your own physician, I think that that's worth it. So Anyways, now that we got all that out of the way, <laughs> let me give you some context about where I'm at with my body right now, because I've got some concerns. Number one, I have not had a cycle, like a menstrual cycle since September of 2022. So not last year, 2023, 2022 was the last time that I had a full-fledged cycle. And there have been like points in this where over the last like year or so I've had a lot of like what is considered breakthrough bleeding and if you've never heard that term before it basically just means that like sometimes you'll just randomly start bleeding for no reason like out of your vagina obviously like menstrual bleeding you'll you'll just start like menstruating for no reason like it just happens randomly it might last for a day or two and it's usually not a lot in my case it could be more for you uh it's usually not a lot in my case but it happens pretty consistently, I would say. I've experienced a lot of breakthrough bleeding, but no like, oh, I bled for like five to seven days or more, etc. in over a year. And we know now with modern medicine that the menstrual cycle is so important to our health as anybody that menstruates. It's so important to our health that it is considered another vital. Like when they get your temperature, when they ask you like your menstrual cycle, they always ask when was the day of your last period? What was the last day of your last period or whatever? Because it is considered that valuable and in information to know like basically how your health is overall. So 
if I'm not menstruating, I can already tell you that something's bonkers with my health. Something's not right. And that, not only that, but when you don't menstruate for a long period of time, it leaves you susceptible to more things. So not to scare anybody or fear monger anybody. Again, please talk to your own doctor. Do not replace me for that. But there's, you're more susceptible to different kinds of cancer. Like there are so many other ailments that run in tandem with that, that it's better to make sure you're being seen, talking to somebody and trying to see what's going on. So the reason that I'm going in is number one, not that I need a reason, but I just, I want to be so transparent with the whole journey that I want you to know where I'm starting from. So number one, I'm not menstruating. I'm not menstruating. I don't believe I'm ovulating. Um, I There was a time period in 2022 where I was like eating to support my hormones. I was seed cycling. Um, I was doing a lot in like to help myself and I felt like it was working And I don't know what happened in 2023, but all I can tell you is I gained like, let me think about this. I gained something like 40 pounds over the last year. And considering that I feel like I don't eat terribly, I feel like I'm pretty conscious. This to me is a trigger not a trigger of like, oh my gosh, I'm gaining weight. I'm so triggered. But like, this to me is a something going on with my hormones. It has to be. I'm not menstruating. I gained a bunch of weight for no reason. And I've also noted that y'all already know if you've been a long-term listener, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. And because of that, I've never had a cycle that has come consistently anyways, but I've never gone this long before. But on the other side of that, I've also not experienced a lot of the symptoms that other friends of mine with this same, uh, with PCOS have experienced. Like I used to get like some facial hair, but not a lot. Girl, I'm growing a full grown beard at this point. Like I, it's very light because I'm a red, I am a ginger woman. Um, My hair is like really light red, but like, I'm not just growing a couple of chin hairs anymore. I have hair growing literally from my chin down my neck. And they're like those coarse, like a lot of them are those coarse, like beard hair, like, and I obviously my body is doing its best. It's just trying to sort itself out. I really do believe that. I think that when something is malfunctioning in the body, your body does its best to try to rebalance you. And so this is obviously my body just reacting to something that's not working And I need to get to the root cause of that and figure it out. So that's something that I'm really not okay with. Uh, Growing facial hair like that, it just makes me, I wouldn't say that it makes me feel ashamed. Like I, again, I recognize that my body is still trying to help me and it's just malfunctioning right now. And it's okay. Like I'm going to get to the root of that and we'll be able to, I believe that I'll be able to reverse that. I really do. But I wouldn't say that it's like shameful necessarily, but it's more annoying because I shave it. (laughs) It's annoying that I even have to do that. It's something that I feel like I shouldn't have to do. So that has been garbage. The lack of my cycle has been annoying. Um, What else? I feel like, like I said, I've gained like 40 pounds over the last year. Um... That is actually kind of hard for me to come to terms with. I won't lie. I don't consider myself like fat phobic or somebody that like, I don't look at myself and think that I'm not beautiful. Truly, I don't. I don't let myself talk to myself like that. Um, But it has been an adjustment 
in terms of like, I'm just going to say it again. This is not like, I believe that everybody is beautiful at every size. Like this has nothing to do with that, but I already have a hard time with mobility because I have hip and knee dysplasia. So my mobility is already kind of limited, especially in my hips that I'm at a point now where my stomach gets in the way and I can't hardly put my own socks and shoes on. Like I already was having difficulty with that. And now with the extra 40 pounds, it's even harder. And because I'm somebody with insulin resistance, polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, I gain all the weight in my stomach. Like I don't have a butt or thighs or any of that. It's all right concentrated in my stomach. So anyways, man, we're really getting up close and personal today. I don't know if I knew I was going to talk about all of this, but here we are. So it has just been, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. I've been managing just like a lot of new symptoms, mostly just those things that I've mentioned to you, but it's been navigating my life in a way that I didn't know I was going to have to. And I've really put seeking help on the back burner because I've been waiting for health excuse me, I've been waiting for health benefits to kick in for me because um, I canceled my policy back when my spouse started working, thinking that I would get benefits right away. And then we found out that he had to work for like something like 10 months before I would be eligible for his benefits. And to be quite honest with you, it was an expense that out of pocket in America where healthcare is not just a given Healthcare is very expensive. Like, I hate that word. I I do. I hate it. You know, I'm such a luxurious person that I believe like it's not about, oh, I need to have a smaller life. I'll just earn more. But the fact that for a policy for myself was like $800 a month, that's insane. That's insanity. And again, I thought I was going to have benefits so quickly, but then I didn't. And so I've really just been waiting. And the only reason I was going to pay for this initial appointment up front is because I knew that the following month it would be covered. Like I would be able to be covered from March forward. So in any case, these are the reasons I'm going to be seen. I just, and the other thing is like, y'all, because I have a background in uh, nutrition, holistic nutrition, because I have a background in that and I'm certified in holistic nutrition, that's what it is. I think I said holistic health. I meant to say holistic nutrition. I'm sorry, y'all. Again, a little sick, a little delirious. But uh, because I have that background in holistic nutrition, as soon as I have the blood work that will show me which of my hormones are having a hard time, I know exactly what to do. Like, I'm not afraid of making dietary change. I'm not afraid of having to move my body in a certain kind of way. I'm not afraid of changing habits. I know that whatever my body needs, I am fully capable of changing. And the thing right now is I just don't know. I don't know if like, it could be so many things. It could be that my testosterone's too high. It could be that my... um estrogen is out of whack. It could be like, there are so many hormonal factors that need to be tested in order for me to know. So the cool thing is, is once I know, I'm going to know how to support myself at home, which is great with all of the knowledge and tools and things I have, it will be easy for me to figure that out. 
However, without the knowledge, because I can't test my own blood, <laughs> um, without that knowledge, it's just been a really hard, it's been a hard landscape to navigate right now. And I also just want to say once again, just like the past episode that we did, thank you for witnessing me. Thank you for letting me show up here today and be vulnerable like this. And thank you for letting me like just know that I have the support of community to talk about these things. And I know that I know that number one, somebody out there needs to hear this. That's always the truth. Somebody out there always needs to hear it. And secondarily, like, I really do feel so held and supported in this community. Like, obviously, there's always going to be those outliers that just like say rude shit for no reason. But and I also expect to be held accountable too if I like make a mistake, of course. But I really do feel for the most part, like 99.9% of the time, just nothing but support from this community. And I really do love what we have over here. So in any case, that being said, I'm sorry if I just rambled at you for like 15 minutes straight. I feel like I feel like I'm not always the best at that in terms of organizing my thoughts. I feel like if I was having a back and forth conversation, we will have talked about 20 different things in the span of 20 minutes. I think that's on ADHD. But I forget sometimes that there's a lot of context that maybe you don't have, that you don't know what hormonally I've dealt with, or maybe you have similar symptoms and you don't even recognize them because you don't realize that that might be something to notice, right? But... In any case, now that you know where I'm starting from, why I'm going in, what I'm going in for, I can't wait to share with you what, like literally when I come home from this first appointment, I'm not even kidding. I'm going to, I've thought about like recording the appointment, like not for publicizing it. I would never, um, just like audio recording my appointment just so I could take notes later and like reference that appointment. Um, obviously I would ask the provider if that was okay before I ever do something like that, but sorry, I had to pause there for a second to cough. Um, not that I would ever do that without somebody's permission, but I just, I want this to be such a candid and I guess more like raw and vulnerable experience again, because I don't believe that this kind of stuff should be gatekept. I feel like we should be talking about it. But now that I've told you all of that, I have a lot of stuff that I want to talk about just in like, maybe you're in the same boat as me. Maybe you're somebody that has hormonal issues or you just want to understand your hormones more, or you feel like there's more to learn there for you. I just kind of want to point you in the right direction. Okay. I want to, I have been studying this stuff for years. Hormone health is something that's been interesting to me. I don't even know how many years in the making. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to say probably since 2017. So 18, 19, 20, 20, like seven years. I've been reading and studying and learning and, you know, doing programs here and there that have just helped me to have a better understanding. And I just kind of want to put you in the direction, especially if you're a reader, I have lots of book recommendations here. I will link every single book today that I talk about down below, but I just want to kind of give you some resources for yourself that you can think about, consider. Please remember, as I've already stated, but I'm going to say it again, just because I 
am certified in holistic nutrition does not mean that I am your holistic nutritionist. Uh, I do not even accept clientele for that matter for this because it was something that I, at this point in my life, did not want to do as a service. It's something I just wanted to learn for myself. But that being said, I feel like I have a lot of knowledge that I would prefer to share. So I first want to talk to you about some books that if you're curious about any of this stuff, I'm going to recommend them to you. There's one, two, three, four, five, six books here that I'm just going to briefly go over. And then I have some other stuff I want to cover as well about hormone health. So first and foremost, the two books that I'm going to recommend, especially if you have a Kindle, a lot of these books are on Kindle Unlimited that you can just pick them up for free, basically. I mean, it's not free because you do have to pay for Kindle Unlimited, but that's how I've read most of these. I honestly don't even buy hard copies of books anymore because I just this is not an ad for Kindle. I just love my Kindle. Um, truly, it's revolutionized my life. But uh, the first two books I want to recommend are Woman Code and In the Flow. These are both by the author Elisa Vitti, A-L-I-S-A-V-I-T-T-I. Uh, so Woman Code, there's Woman Code, and then there's In the Flow. And to be honest with you, I really felt like these two books were really, really similar. Uh, like I just, I felt like the author covers a lot of the same stuff and I'm actually going to pull, <clears throat> I'm going to pull woman code up because, um, okay, here we go. This one's, a, it's called woman code, perfect your cycle, amplify your fertility, supercharge your sex drive and become a power source. So this one, and then she also has in the flow, which says unlock your hormonal advantage and revolutionize your life. So I really feel like both of these books, once again, they're very similar books. Uh, they both cover a lot of the similar, similar stuff. Uh, in the flow is on Kindle Unlimited. I thought woman code was as well, but it's showing me currently that it's not. I'm pretty sure I got it on Kindle Unlimited, so I'm not really sure why it's like this, but Again, I feel like both books kind of cover the same information, but these two books go over like a recommended eating plan. It goes over how basically your hormone health, it can be overwhelming when you're first learning, but it goes over in detail how much our hormones are affected by the things we eat, by the chemicals we come in contact with, by, and it doesn't mean like, I think something to remember, this is why I always say and why I stated in the beginning of this episode that I feel like I'm not fully crunchy. I'm the intermediate because something you need to remember is especially if you're talking about like shampoos and chemicals and things like that, there are some people that are going to tell you that you need to eliminate all chemicals, da, 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 da. Though we would all love to live in a plastic bubble, it's just not the reality. We live in a world where we're handed receipts sometimes. You're going to get BPAs from your receipts. You're not going to be able to avoid that. Like, it's okay. Your body knows how to detoxify. And this is what I think I don't hear enough people say. Your body knows how to detoxify. But if you are constantly 
handling certain things. Like if you can make some changes when it comes to like household cleaning products or detergents, things like that, shampoo, you know, if you can make some changes, some swaps are going to benefit, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So like, I think for me, when I first got into a lot of this stuff, I was like, oh no, like my perfectionist tendencies just like shot up. And I was like, I had to be perfect. And I really stressed myself out that way. So it's just not worth it, bestie. It's not worth it to think that you have to change every little minute thing about your life. And then suddenly your whole life's going to make sense because it's really just about making small, sustainable change. So it's okay. It's all right. If you know, maybe you try to eliminate processed foods, but you really love coffee ice cream. I promise you it's okay to keep your coffee ice cream. Okay. So don't look at this from like a perfectionist standpoint because you will get so much farther by taking things slower and remembering that your body is always fighting for you. Your body is always, I think that's something else that I just want to like slip in here, especially because my holistic um, nutrition certificate certificate, I went in for an emphasis on autoimmune disorders. Like that's part of my certificate. And Something that I just want to remind y'all, especially any of my besties with autoimmune conditions or diseases, rather, any of y'all with autoimmune diseases, something that I hear too much is that, oh, my body attacks itself. No, it doesn't. Your body is never rooting against you. That's some like, don't even speak that way about your body. No, your body is not rooting against you. Your body sees that there's an imbalance. It's struggling and it's doing its best to come back to stasis. That's all your body is ever trying to do for you is trying to come back to stasis. And I hate that explanation. This is where I get like kind of woo, I guess, is I do believe that our words are spells. I do believe the way that we speak and speak over ourselves matters. And so when you say that your body attacks itself, no, it doesn't. Your body is always trying to be in favor of you. It's always trying to support you. It's always trying to come back to stasis for you. And like, I feel like it just gives me a bigger sense of appreciation for my body when I think about it that way versus feeling disempowered, hopeless and helpless, thinking that my body is just constantly attacking itself. Because I also struggle with a myriad of other autoimmune diseases. But for today, we're specifically focusing on hormones and PCOS technically is classified as an autoimmune disease last I checked. So that is still like part of it. But any, in any case, um, where what I was on a tangent, I'm sorry, but just take this one, one step at a time. Okay. I feel like these books really can lay out a lot for you, but don't feel like you have to change your whole life overnight. Okay. Next book. This one I feel like is a must read, whether you have hormone deficiencies, struggle with hormone imbalance or not. This is like, if I ever have a daughter, y'all, we will be reading this book together. Like, I'm not even kidding a little bit. I think it's a rite of passage. Um, but it's called Taking Care of Your Fertility by Tony Welshler. Uh, this book, it is a tome. It's huge. Okay, this is a very massive book. Uh, it's not, not one for the faint of heart. It is a massive book, but I kid you not, it teaches you everything you could ever want to know, like scientifically about your reproductive health. And it's just like, it talks about the fertility awareness method, whether you're trying to conceive or you're not, it basically teaches you just how to know your body. 
And I read this, I think it's been a couple of years now, but it totally changed my perspective on just a lot and how like vast and amazing and crazy the, the, um, reproductive system is and how vast and interesting our hormones are and what they support and what like so much in your body has to happen in order for you to have a menstrual cycle. And I cannot believe we are not teaching this stuff to people and that I have to go and buy a different book and source it because we're just not learning this stuff in school and it's bananas. So taking charge of your fertility by Tony Weschler. I think it's it's W-E-S-C-H-L-E-R. Remember, I'm going to link everything down below. But uh, this book, uh, I'll just read this little chunk to you. It says it's the 20th anniversary is like the most recent one. Um, but it says Tony Weschler has taught a whole new generation of women how to become pregnant and pregnant pregnancy naturally and gain better control of their gynecological and sexual health by taking just a couple of minutes a day using the proven fertility awareness method. And she does cover PCOS in this book too. Like there's, uh, it's not just people that like always have had a cycle that has come consistently. There's anyway, just read that book. Any, I recommend that book to anyone. Truly amazing. Okay. The next book, it's not at the top of my list, but I feel like it's worth mentioning because I did read it. Uh, this one is called Fix Your Period by Nicole Jardim. And this one's Fix Your Period, Six Weeks to Banish Bloating, Conquer Cramps, Manage Moodiness, and Ignite Lasting Hormone Balance. This was the book that taught me seed cycling. And seed cycling is where basically for different phases of your hormonal cycle, your menstrual cycle, because your period isn't just like the time that you bleed. It's the entire 28 to, you know, however many, I think it's like 28 to 36 day is like a typical, um, it teaches you how to eat for that, like how to eat for different parts of your cycle. But she taught me seed cycling with this book and it's basically like, four different kinds of seeds, uh, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, flax seeds, and sunflower seeds. Basically for half of your 28 day cycle, we're going to go with, even if yours is longer, half of your 28 day cycle, you do two kinds of seeds. The other half, you do the other two. And I would just like, the way I would do it was I would either put them in smoothies or I would like just eat them raw because you could do that too. Or I'd like put them on salads, put them on my dinners that week. I would just prioritize getting them in in my day. And I swear to you, seed cycling for me might not work for you and your body. But for me, I really feel like that was the thing that started to get my menstrual cycle going back in 2022. And I don't know why I stopped doing it because I clearly felt like it worked. Uh, but something maybe I just need to go back to, to be honest, because I felt like it really helped. Um, like when I tell you my entire life, I have had periods, menstrual cycles that were debilitating. Like I would be, I would put like a menstrual cup in, I would be bleeding through the menstrual cup within two hours or less. And menstrual cups hold a lot. Like it's not like just a tiny bit of blood. It's a lot of blood. Um, I would bleed through tampons, pads, both. Um, I don't wear tampons anymore personally, but back when I did, I would bleed through like a super jumbo tampon and a pad within an hour. 
And I'd been to the doctor for this and they kept telling me that it was fine, that it was normal. And no, it wasn't. I had cramps my entire period. I had huge like clots, really big clots that would come out. Um, One time I ended up in the ER because I got really lightheaded and I kept like almost passing out. And they assured me I was just dehydrated, but I was fine. And it's shit like that that makes, this is why I am so passionate about hormone health and why I'm not going to gatekeep things from you is because it's shit like that. It's shit like that. that That's not normal. That's not normal. Going to a doctor because you're literally passing out because it feels like you're hemorrhaging out of your vagina. It's not normal. Going through a super jumbo tampon and a pad in under an hour, it's not normal. Like, don't let any doctor tell you that that's normal and just a woman's thing and you need to deal with that and suck it up because it's bullshit. Uh, That's not normal. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little heated just thinking about it. But anyways, this book, Fix Your Period by Nicole Jardim, this is the book that taught me about that. She also has a protocol for eating and changing things. I never went through her six-week protocol strictly, but the things that I did change I felt like worked, so it might be a book that you enjoy. Um, Now, the last two books I want to recommend are both by the author Lisa Lister. And Every time I talk about Lisa Lister, this is the last time I'm going to say this, because if anybody comes at me after this point, I have said it so many times that I'm just done repeating it. Um, Lisa Lister, a lot of people came under fire for her when she like in her book, Witch, which I also loved and read or which I also read and loved. She made it sound like you had to identify as female to be a witch And a lot of people came for her over that. She has since renounced saying that, says that like she doesn't believe that she doesn't have the authority to tell you if you're a witch or you're not. Like she has a whole section on her website dedicated to that. And people still like want to like blackball her name. And I don't really understand it. Um, As somebody that I feel like is an ally in that community too. Like I, I just feel like we need to let people you know, make mistakes. And when they come back and say, like, you know, I don't have the authority on that. I'm sorry, I said these things. And we see change behavior, which I believe in her more recent writings we have. People need to let it go is what I'm saying. So I'm not going to mention this again. I feel like I always do every time I talk about her. But uh, she the book Witch was also a great read in my opinion, but uh, the book Code Red, and then she also has another book called Love Your Lady Landscape. And Code Red, this is for all my all my uh, bleeders, my menstrual haver, my menstrual cycle havers that uh, y'all are into like magic and mysticism and woo. Um, let me... I want to pull it up on Amazon because I'm sure it has a longer name. Okay, so Code Red, Know Your Flow, Unlock Your Superpowers, and Create a Bloody Amazing Life, period. That one. And then, oh, she also just recently came out with Self Sorcery, which I have not read. But um, everything I've ever read from Lisa Lister, I've really enjoyed. I think she's a really great author. But Code Red, this one talks about like the different points in your cycle so like what it means if you bleed with certain moons what it like what your bleed means at this time what archetypes you can connect to things like that so if you want to get like super woo with your menstrual cycle this this is the book to read okay it was a great read I loved it and then love your lady landscape this book I haven't read in a long time 
but Love Your Lady Landscape, I really liked because I felt very seen. Um, Love Your Lady Landscape says, trust your gut, care for down there and reclaim your fierce and feminine she power. And I actually have a really cool story with this book that I'll share with you. Sorry, I had to pause again to cough up my lungs. Um, but <clears throat> with Love Your Lady Landscape, this book, there's an exercise in the book where she tells you to do like womb breathing. And I kid you not, I did this technique. I laid down in my bed. I did this technique. Literally the minute I was done, I started my period. And I like set the intention to get my period and for it to turn around and happen that quickly, mind boggling, blew my mind, totally made me feel like a bad bitch. And uh, the book itself, it just like talks about like the power of she and like really about like the goddess, things like that. So <clears throat> once again, both of these books, I feel like they're for like the more magical natured of you that really want to get into like the magic and mysticism of period magic blood. I don't want to say blood magic because it's not really that. Some of it is like they talk about like using your menses to like water plants and shit. Uh, so some of it is technically considered blood magic. But uh, I feel like both books were just like a really great introduction to working with your own cycle. And so again, I'll link all those books down below. But the next thing I want to talk about is some things that as I have not had healthcare for a while and I've had to wait, things that I've just kind of prioritized that I feel like have really helped my hormone health journey. So there's not too many here because again, as I've stated, there's, I, I want to wait until I have proper results in front of me in order to know what's going on. So First and foremost, the number one thing that I have been doing is I have been working to reduce my stress. I have been working to reduce stress in my life. And I know, I feel like everybody talks about this, but nobody actually talks about like practical steps on how to like be less stressed out. And the best thing I can tell you is you need to have an honest and frank conversation with yourself about what in your life causes stress, and then you need to devise a plan on how you are going to remove that stress. So like, for myself, I used to tell myself I had to upload three videos a week, I had to put the podcast out every week, I had to respond to every single comment that my YouTube channel got, I had to make sure my emails were zeroed out every day, I had to respond to all of my social media comments, like, I used to have such a rigorous and intense routine with honestly my business. Like I didn't used to look at what I did online as a business, but it is. I, I had such a rigorous routine and I would tell myself if I didn't follow all of this, it would all fall apart. <laughs> Insert the burnout that happened. Okay. I had probably the worst burnout I've ever faced in my adult life and that was kind of when it hit me that I could not be stressing myself out like this, that it's okay if instead of three times a week uploading, it's okay if I'm uploading three times a month. It's okay if I'm not posting to my social medias at all, unless I feel inspired. It's okay if my podcast isn't as consistent as I would like it to be. It's okay. Like, basically, I went from being like this mega perfectionist in my work routine to basically 
constantly reminding myself how okay it is to slow down, to take breaks, to give myself time to recharge my creative batteries. And anything I felt like I couldn't do, I either stopped doing it, cut it out of my routine, or I delegated delegated, gave it to someone else. Like most stuff I do myself now, I would say like my husband who did work alongside me for a little over a year, he still does a little bit of like the brand managing for me, like when it comes to sponsorships, things like that. But outside of that, I am pretty much the handler now. I am back to doing my own editing. I'm back to creating my own content by myself. And I kind of have discovered that I prefer it that way. I don't like having a lot of hands in the stuff that I do. I prefer it to be my baby. But I've just really stopped creating so much. Because what happened was, is I felt like I was creating so much that my heart really wasn't in it. And now I feel like because I take more time down, I'm able to get re-inspired to make more content. And I feel like I would take that trade off any day of the week. So that was like a major change of stress for me. And also I used to like really overcommit myself to friendships. Like I wouldn't ask myself, me and my, one of my friends were just talking about this too. I wouldn't ask myself if I liked them. I would be like, oh my gosh, I hope they like me. And I've really flipped the script on that. I don't really care if people don't like me. You could not like me all the way till Sunday if you want to, but do I like you? And more importantly, do I like myself when I'm with you? You know, do I like me? Do I like myself? And do I like who I am when I'm with you? And if the answer is no to like any of those questions, then we have some serious reprioritizing to do. So I feel like that has been a major change. I'm no longer like desperate for the attention of other. And I think that kind of reflects in every area of my life. Like it's, I'm not desperate for friendship. I'm not desperate for attention online. I'm not, I'm just not. I'm not desperate for it. And funny enough, I feel like not being desperate for it has led to more of it coming into my life easier. But I just feel like those were areas of my life that I was really stressed out about. And I've had to really slow down and reprioritize, reevaluate. And I've spent like a lot of time by myself. (laughs) I've spent a lot of time by myself over the last like six months. But it's been good for me to really slow down and to kind of put things in perspective. And the other thing that I changed, again, because I didn't want to change too much because I don't know what the issue is. So if I don't know what the issue is, I don't want to like, basically, I don't want to create more problems. But something that seems to be pretty consistent across the board is with hormone health, something that most people said that they benefited from, or like, it's also in a lot of those books that I recommended to you. But eating more of a high protein based diet has been something that I have continuously done my best to implement uh, just at this time. And I'll share more information on this after I like actually speak to my doctor about this. But uh, I strive for like, 30 grams per meal. And in the beginning, I was like, this is bananas. I'm never going to get 30 grams per meal. And now I find that I consistently hit it. Like it's not hard for me anymore. But I do find that I stay fuller longer as well. And one of the reasons this is so important is that because I have insulin resistance, 
the less I have to spike my insulin throughout the day when I eat, the better. So eating a diet rich in protein for me allows me to stay full for a lot longer. So it's like, I don't want to say I'm high fat, high protein, because I don't really think that that's true. Like I'm not doing keto. I love me some carbs. But I will say when it comes to carbs, I'm a lot more mindful. Like I still eat carbs. I still eat pasta. I still eat rice. Um, You know, I definitely am not at this point in time, I'm not trying to be low carb, but I will say like in the morning, I don't typically eat a lot of carbs. It's usually a strictly like high protein breakfast. And then lunch, I might incorporate like a little bit of carbs and then dinner, I'll actually have my like same protein count, but I'll have like a serving of brown rice, a serving of sweet potato, a serving of sometimes it's regular potatoes. Sometimes it's regular rice, you know, it's whatever I'm feeling, but um, I will say, I do feel like I try to be a little mindful of the consumption. And, um, I want to say it's the glucose goddess that talks about this when you have carbs, making sure that you're dressing them. So like adding fats to your carbs, because it helps your insulin not spike so hard. Um, and I've talked about this in previous episodes as well, but Um, So yeah, I feel like that's something that I've really worked on is just getting more protein content in my day and uh, drinking more water. I know that's so basic and silly and simple, but I find that for a while there, I was having a hard time. Like I just wouldn't, it's not that I don't like water. It's that I just like wouldn't drink it. And I do feel like I've kind of got my bearings about that again. I've gotten back into it and I try to drink like, I want to say what's 24 times three, two, four, six. I'm having at least like 80 ounces of water a day. It probably needs to be a little bit more, but I feel like considering I was drinking maybe like 24 to 36 ounces a day, I've more than like doubled my intake. And so I feel like I'm proud of where I'm at right now. But yeah, those are like just some things that I've, I've changed up a little bit but I don't feel like they're super invasive or super like I've just worked on these things over time. Oh, 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 oh. And, 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 and probably the biggest thing that I've changed though, I've been a little out of practice because I was on vacation, but I, as of today, I'm back in it. Uh, I walk after every meal and I know that sounds insane. Some people are like, Chloe, what the hell who exercises after every meal? Um, not like a long walk. I'm not walking for hours. Like it might just be a 20 minute walk on my walking pad, or maybe I'll go outside and walk around for 20 minutes after every meal, sometimes just 10 to 15, whatever I've got time for. But I find that it really helps with my like digestive system. And it's also just like nice. Like it feels good at the end of the day to be like, dang, I got that many steps in hell. Yeah. So, and it's also like a low impact way of getting exercise for your body. So just walk in a little bit more. It's been really good for me. And, um, those are just like some things that I've started changing. So I feel like if you want to implement any changes while you're like, you know, you just want to change some things about this, things that could help you, things that could, um, not only just like improve your life in general, but improve hormone health. Those are just like some things I would suggest maybe starting with. Again, I'm not your holistic nutritionist. Those are just things that I've done that I've seen improvement with. But um, I also feel like even just choosing to make like one meal a day in your day-to-day healthier would like just deciding that from now on breakfast is going to be a healthier choice every day or lunch or dinner. Starting small is 
like consistency is more important than perfection always. So just something you could try, you know? And the last thing I wanted to talk about on this episode before we get out of here is I feel like something that is often overlooked when we talk about like hormone health, divine feminine energy even, is our connection to the earth. Because your connection to the earth is like, think about it, okay? The earth is cyclical, we're cyclical. If you have a hormone cycle, you, and even if you are like, you know, you've already gone through menopause, or maybe you had a hysterectomy, you're still a cyclical being by nature. I believe anyways, you're still a cyclical being by nature. Nature reflects who you are. And I believe that if you work to have a more like deeper or integrated relationship with the earth, you're already setting yourself up for success there. Like, Maybe I sound crazy, but I feel like nature actually can teach us most things. If there's something you're struggling with, you can ask nature to help you with that. And I swear it helps. Um, There have been numerous times that I've gone out into nature when I've been really struggling and I feel like I've gone home with an answer. And if you're like, Chloe, what the hell are you on about? I would encourage you to look into one more book recommendation, uh, Into Witchin by Mia Magic. This is a new release. It just recently came out, like, I think at the end of last month. And I love Mia Magic. I hope one day we can have her on the podcast. In fact, I need to, like, send her team an email and be like, please come on my podcast. Uh, She is just, she's a Gemini queen and just... Someone that really does bring magic into the everyday and she just has such like a devout relationship with Mother Earth and it just, you could just, I could just listen to her talk for hours. Like she just is such an inspirational force. Nothing but good things to say, but her new book Intuition just came out at the end of last month and I have recently picked it up and started reading it. And it's just been like some of the stuff I feel like because we're in the same realm, like magically speaking, like there's a whole section on astrology where I felt like I knew a lot of the stuff and numerology, but I think it's always good to refresh. You know, there's never, it's never bad to rehear some things that you think you already know, but a lot of how she like talks, she like decodes words and just, I feel like she is really like an agent of helping people to not feel ashamed of who they are. And that's like something that is such an important mission for my own work in my own life that I think that's why I really resonate with her. But I do feel like your connection to the earth, your relationship to the earth can often like heal your relationship even to yourself. And I would, I would be willing to say like, it can help heal even your relationship with your hormones. And that's just something I want to leave you with something to consider something to like, if you want more information on that, I would let, I would be happy to make another episode diving deeper into that specifically, but it was just something I wrote on the podcast notes that I just feel like a relationship with the earth because it reflects to us that which we are that, you know, choosing to live more cyclically or choosing to, um, get in touch with that cyclical nature. Like nature already gives that to you and shows it to you on a daily basis. You just have to be looking for it. And in any case, I feel like I need to go like hack up my lungs. (laughs) 
I definitely feel worse than when I started recording this. So I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go finish my little uh, poppy drink and my water and I'm going to go climb into bed and um, put this podcast up first, but climb into bed and call it a night y'all. So let me know in the, if you're on Spotify and like the Q and a section, let me know how this episode sat with you, what you're thinking, how you're feeling. If there's any like questions, especially in regards to like hormone health, like honestly ask away because Like I said, this is going to be a reoccurring theme for the entire year. And I want to take you along for the ride with me. Definitely follow my Instagram, the like obviously follow at Chloe Taylor, but follow the Cozy Babes Club Instagram because I'm planning to do more like reels based content over there in regards to this journey. Like I really want to talk about my wins and my fails and my everything on this. So Um, in any case, that's what I want to leave you with. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. I appreciate you. And, uh, I'll talk to you in the next one. I would really like to go back to being a weekly podcast again. I know I wanted to be bi-weekly there for a minute, but I kind of miss the weekly uploads. Um, also I'm doing just in closing, sorry, I had one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, I'm also working to bring videos back. I know a lot of you have missed podcast videos and I'm really doing my best to try to get those to be a thing. Uh, Like I ordered a new microphone setup that will hopefully help us out. I ordered some new lighting that will help. Like I really want to bring it back. So in any case, I love you all so much. Have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to you again next Monday. Bye.